Welcome to the St. Matt's Podcast, where you can listen to sermons from our evening service. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome you and also to say to you, Happy Christmas. It's interesting, we often associate Christmas with emotion, like we've just said to each other, Happy Christmas. And sometimes we associate Christmas with joy. We sing the uh, carol, the favourite carol, Joy to the World. But what I want to ask today, and maybe some of you will tell me I'm a bit slow in working this out, but what I want to ask today is when did Christmas get so complicated? I mean, for most of us it started out simple, didn't it? Remember when we were kids? Remember what Christmas was like then, the delight of Christmas as a child? Extended holidays, long summer days, new toys to play with, friends to hang out with, endless activity and little responsibility. No wonder it was delightful. But the older one gets, the more complexity seems to be added into Christmas. You might become aware of the awkward or dysfunctional relational dynamics at the family gathering. You might gain responsibility for looking after others, whether it be in the birth of your own child or whether it be as parents age and need your care. You might find Christmas to be the time of year where you feel most alone or even lonely. You might experience the pressure to check the box of everyone's expectation on you when it comes to Christmas. You might feel anxious about finances at Christmas. Or perhaps you feel that paralysis that comes from the search, the endless search for the perfect Christmas present. And all of that is without mentioning grief at Christmas particularly the impact of a lost loved one and what that does for the complexity of Christmas. A place around the table that's empty. The jokes that aren't made or that special Christmas dish that just never turns up. Julia Baird is an Australian journalist and author. You may have heard of her. Recently, she published a book called Bright Shining, How Grace Changes Everything. And in an article to promote her book, Julia reflects that Christmas is often a time where we need what she calls reservoirs of grace to navigate the complexities of life. Reservoirs of grace. Reservoirs, you know what they are? Huge bodies of water that are drawn on to provide water and give life to those who live around. Reservoirs of grace, uh, bodies of grace, huge amounts of grace that likewise provide life for those around us. But what is this grace that we need to be able to navigate our way through the complexities of Christmas? Something grace is being kind and nice and a little bit sweet. But Baird sees grace as something more extraordinary. She sees it as the result of mercy. To Baird, grace allows for flaws. 
Grace gives the benefit of the doubt to someone else. Grace is freely offered and grace hopes that the community will change for the better. Baird believes 100% that society needs to find a way to embrace grace for our survival. Embrace grace. In a society that's often more concerned with defending our own rights, you might see where Julia is coming from with this desire to embrace grace. And perhaps we agree with her. Perhaps we say, yes, we want to embrace grace. But to do so means increasing acts of mercy on our behalf. And that's a bit of a dilemma, isn't it? Particularly at Christmas. Because being human at Christmas is actually tough for all of us. We place our tired and stressed selves Weary from another year of trying to live up to expectations or maybe even just simply make ends meet, we place ourselves into a volatile environment where we need to navigate fractured relationships and all sorts of different views and opinions that find themselves around our Christmas table. Perhaps Christmas has always been complicated. It's just that sometimes we're more aware of the complexities than at other times. I want to suggest indeed that the very first Christmas, that which we gather together to celebrate this morning, was complicated. Think about Joseph and his teenage virgin fiancée Mary. The questions that they were being asked about the origin of their child. Perhaps they had to embrace grace with others and simply say, it's complicated. They had to journey across country to Bethlehem for the birth of their child, adding complication. And by the time they find a less than ideal place for the birth of the baby, Mary and Joseph no doubt needed to embrace grace with each other. You think there wasn't a bit of tension on that particular journey? And if that wasn't complicated enough, now they have a baby. A baby who at the same time is a gift of grace and someone totally dependent on gracious parents to endure sleepless nights and to ensure that the baby is fed and nurtured. The ability for humans to embrace grace in tough, trying and complicated situations can change everything. But let's be honest, it's also hard work and tiring, is it not? Embracing grace is hard work and when we seek to embrace grace from within, we find that our own reservoir of grace quickly empties. We recognise our own humanity We see our own imperfections. We recall that we are not up to this task. Even our best moments of embracing grace are tainted by inward thoughts and attitudes of the heart that are often less than gracious. 
Have you ever been in that situation where you found yourself acting graciously on the outside while inwardly fuming at what's taking place? The more that we try to embrace grace, the more we realise that we are the ones in need of grace. So what if, what if rather than needing to embrace grace at Christmas, we are embraced by grace at Christmas? Embraced by grace. That actually is what the Christmas message is all about. The Bible tells us, we heard it read earlier, the Bible tells us, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. In this wriggly little child that appears in a manger in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, grace appears. Not grace that has come up from the overflow of human hearts of mercy and generosity. No, Christmas grace is a grace that comes from God. It's not us reaching out to each other, trying to understand the brokenness of each other and live in the best way possible. It's the God of all creation reaching into our brokenness with his perfect love and with his unending mercy. God embraces us by becoming one of us in the person of Jesus. Jesus leaves his own comfort and self-dependency to embrace us with his grace. Jesus crosses the divide from heaven to earth knowing that his grace won't be well received. But full of mercy, he crosses that divide anyway. And in coming and offering his grace, Jesus doesn't demand a response to grace, but rather he offers it open-handedly. And ultimately, on the cross, he offers his grace open-armed to you and to me. The appearance of grace in the baby Jesus wasn't just to resolve those moments of tension that bubble up at Christmas though it can help with those. The grace of God, Jesus appeared, the Bible tells us, to offer salvation to all people. Salvation. Our inadequate and frustrated attempts to embrace grace tell us that we're not just broken and in need of a fix, like a newly broken Christmas toy in need of parental skills to mend it. No, we're not like that. We are sinners in need of salvation. We need to be embraced by grace. And while the language of sin is not all that popular in today's world, it's actually a really liberating idea. Understanding sin sets us free. How so, you might ask? Well, think about it. If we think that we're just broken, in need of mending, then we look to the reservoir within and try and fix ourselves. But we know how quickly that reservoir dries up. 
We know we might be able to patch a few things up, but there's still a lot that remains undone. But when we acknowledge that our humanity is flawed by being sinners, people deeply broken in our relationship with God, in our relationship with others, and in our relationship with the world around us, then we know that we need a different reservoir of grace. The one within isn't enough. We need a reservoir that won't just empty quickly. We need one that overflows. We need a reservoir that embraces us. The grace of God appeared to offer salvation to all people. Jesus appeared as the, as the demonstration of that grace. He came so that you could be saved. So you could be saved. He is the overflowing reservoir of grace. And so you can spend your energy embracing grace from your own reservoir. But I suggest to you that you know how that ends. You know how tiring it is. You know how burdensome it is. And at the end of the day, you know that it just reminds you that you don't have enough and that you need a different reservoir of grace. So don't ignore grace. Don't ignore Jesus. Don't push him to the side like this is just something I've heard before and while I might need it, I'm not going to receive it. And don't settle for the quickly drying reservoir of grace that you have somewhere inside yourself. You know it's not sufficient, it's not enough. Rather accept God's offer his free offer, to be embraced by his grace, by unending grace. And in being embraced by grace, in being embraced by Jesus, you will find liberation. You will find freedom. You'll find freedom from trying to mend yourself because forgiveness that Jesus offers makes you brand new. You will find the freedom from the pressure to keep up to standards because the grace that Jesus offers you credits you with a standard that you could never achieve yourself. And you find freedom from that need to try harder day after day after day because grace operates on Jesus' mercy and not on your merit. Grace brings freedom and it brings the freedom from the burden of sin because the grace that Jesus offers, the grace that Jesus won by coming into the world as a baby and dying on a cross, that grace brings complete, lasting and overflowing salvation to any who receive it. So don't spend Christmas trying to embrace grace. Allow grace to embrace you. Be embraced by grace. Be embraced by Jesus. Let me pray. Lord God, thank you that you came into the world in this beautiful baby 
to show us your grace. Thank you that you are the reservoir of grace for us. And I pray that you, by your spirit, enable each of us to allow you to embrace us with your grace. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. St. Matt's West Penn Hills Congregation is a collection of people who want to be changed by Jesus, to have a deeper connection with God, deeper community with one another, and deeper concern for our world. We'd love you to join us on a Sunday soon. For all the details, check out our website at stmats.org.au and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a sermon.